0: Greetings and welcome to the Mount Calvary Nation podcast, hosted by Mount Calvary Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio, where our pastor is the Reverend S.N. Winston, Jr. We thank you for joining us and hope that this episode blesses you.
1: Good morning, Mount Calvary Nation! In house and to our virtual viewers as well. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. Psalm 100 from the New Living Translation says Shout with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with singing, with joy. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name for the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever and his faithfulness continues to each generation. As I woke up this morning, this song was on me. I'm not going to sing it. I could. We have come into his house, gathered in his name to worship him. We have come into his house, gathered in his name to worship him. So forget about yourself. And concentrate on him and worship him. Let's lift up holy hands and magnify his name and worship him. Eternal God, our Father, it is in the matchless and holy name of Jesus the Christ. We come boldly before your throne of grace and mercy to obtain mercy and grace to help in the time of need. We come blessing your holy name, Father God, because you are holy. You are faithful. You are trustworthy, Father God. You are loving. You are kind. You are full of tender mercies, Father God. Father God, there is no God like our God, the one who is the only true and living God. We thank you, O God, because you are immortal, invisible, and holy and righteous. We bless your holy name, Father God, because you love the world so much that you gave your only begotten son, Jesus. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. We just come today to bless your name and to worship you and to give you glory, honor, and praise in-house and virtually wherever your people who are called by your name who are worshiping you today universally lifting up holy hands to you Father God. May your glory be where all your people are worshiping you today Father God. Meet every need Father God according to your word And according to your name, in Jesus' name we pray thee, amen.
0: hallelujah praise the lord everybody praise the lord come on can you clap your hands and give god praise so i haven't sang that song in a while but she said we have come into this house to magnify his name and worship him we have come into this house to magnify his name and worship him we can sing a little bit of it come on say we have we have Now that we're refreshing our memories, let's sing it again. We have, we have come into this house to gather in his name and worship him. Come on, let's sing it all over the building. We have, we have come into this house to gather in his name. Come on, sing it again. Say we have come into together. Hallelujah. Psalms 145, three and five says, three through five says, great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation commutes your works to another. They tell of your mighty acts. They speak of your glorious splendor of your majesty. And I will meditate on your wonderful works. Has he done anything wonderful for anybody where you can meditate, where you can think Now it doesn't take long for me, but when I think about the goodness of Jesus and all he's done, all, I dare you to think about what he's done for just one thing. If you can think of one thing, once you think about it, come on, show some signs that you're grateful and you're thankful. Hallelujah. He's a great God forever, and we're going to give him praise forever. All glory and majesty belongs to him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, can you clap your hands right here? I need you to clap like you're happy that you know Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, one more time, everybody clap your hands. Here we go. are yeah you are You are great forever. My Jesus, You are great
2: forever.
0: You are great forever. We sing. You are great forever. You are great forever. We sing. You are great forever. Our Father which is in heaven. You are great forever. You are. great For the good of them that love the Lord, we sing. You are. You are great For the good of them that love the Lord, we sing. You are. You are great forever. See You are great. You are great forever. You are great forever. See You are great. You are great forever. You are great. Be great! I just told you earlier this morning to think about the goodness of Jesus and all He's done for you. And when you think about it, I just want you to say this: so you are great forever. We say are great From our time, all together we say Lord, great forever. You are great. great is your holy and matchless name. You are great. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful is your name. You are great. The government is on your show and we say you are great. A And your name is called Wonderful Council of Mighty God. You are great. The everlasting father, the Prince of Peace, saying, You are great forever. You, you are great, you are great forever. You are we great, know this. You are I said they hung you hot and they searched you wide. You are great forever. I Take said you home. hung your head, let it died. You are great forever. But that's not how the story ended. You are great forever. is greatly to be praised come on and give him praise
3: How about now there we are how many of you all here this morning know that we serve a great god you don't know how many people sitting next to you have been through some things but through it all god has remained to be great and that's why we praise him this morning that's why we praise him i just want to give you a few observations Um, Before we move on with service, I ask that you all may be seated. I'm sorry. Y'all can tell that I'm the substitute. I have y'all standing up the whole time. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, But we are grateful um, that we have a pastor that not only blesses us, but blesses the state and blesses this nation with the great preaching that God has instilled in him. And this morning, he is not with us because he is preaching at the New Era Baptist Church in Middletown and I ask that you all keep him in your prayers. There are many cards of thanks that have been submitted. Um, There are new member orientation certificates um, that are to be passed out, but it is an honor for your pastor to give that to you, and so I'm going to leave that for him. Uh, Minister God gave me a note saying Miss Miss Athens' family would like prayer um, for the home going of Miss... I'm sorry if I get the name wrong. What's the name? Rudy? ruby ivory and so we ask that you keep her in your prayers and we'll be in exodus chapter 33 this morning the praise team will come back and then the next voice you will hear i'll introduce the speaker it's nobody other than me Uh, but i'm grateful for the opportunity um, to get to preach what the lord wants to say to his people this morning amen amen
2: Never live another day. If I never see another smiling face, if I never breathe another breath, take another step, I wanna sing that. If I never hear what's to be heard. If I never speak another word, if I never see another side, take another bite, I won't say thank you. Thank you for all that you've done, thank you for all that you've done us for. Thank you for being See another smiling face. If I never breathe another breath, take another step, I want to say thanks. If I never hear what's to be heard, if I never speak another word, if I never see another sign Take another bite out of the same Thank you for all that you've done. Thank you for all that you've done Thank you for being a guy. Thank you for.
3: pray this morning. Father God, this morning before we ask you for anything, we stand here and we thank you for everything. We thank you for putting food on our tables. We thank you for putting breath in our bodies. God, we thank you that last night was not our last night. God, you know the imperfections of my flesh, but I know the perfection of your word. So, God, preach to your people like you see fit. Set me aside. Put me in your hands and play me as an instrument. God, you get the glory out of this moment. You know your people and you know what they're dealing with. So, God, in this moment, we ask for one thing, and that's a solution. Solve problems this morning, God. Like only you can. In the name of Jesus, we pray this morning. Amen. Amen. Exodus chapter number 33. I was not very confident in what I was going to preach. Um, But somebody handed me a note while I was sitting there. Miss Chanette, I believe I'm pronouncing the name right, um, has gotten some bad news from the doctors. And that was confirmation that she needed to hear, at least she needed to hear what God is saying this morning. And so we're going to pray for her, but we're going to allow God to preach to the rest of us. Exodus chapter number 33, verse 21 Luke 22 just two passages of scripture I'm reading from the NIV this morning and it reads like this then the Lord said there is a place near me where you may stand on a rock and when my glory passes by I will put you in a cleft in the rock and cover you with my hand until I have passed by you may be seated and God gave me this word last night I had spoke on this before and I don't know who this is for this morning I don't know what it even means to you it may be emotionally it may be financially he may be speaking to you in your relationship in your health Um, but the Lord gave me this word this morning and I'm going to preach just not for long from the subject God you've put me in a tight spot God you've put me in a tight spot There's a champion greyhound racing dog that ran around the tracks of Europe, undefeated record breaking speeds. This dog became renowned in Europe and around the world as a unique and dynamic athlete. He developed a following around the world and one particular fan in the US ran to the paper weekly to watch for the exploits of this champion greyhound racing dog to his great delight. He discovered that the dog's owner was bringing him from Europe to the States to race. So he saved up his money for a few months and packed up his car, drove four states over to the track to watch this undefeated, record-breaking champion Greyhound racing dog. He got to the track that day, got out of his car, walked up to the betting booth, put his money on the counter, and told the betting booth operator he wanted to place his bet on that dog. The betting booth operator said, "I'm sorry, sir, the dog isn't racing today." Disturbed, he asked the betting booth operator, "Operator, I'm sorry, there must be some mistake. I have the news clipping right here. You don't understand. I've saved my money. I've packed my car. I've driven four states over. The dog is racing today." The operator said, "I'm sorry, no the dog is not racing." Angrily he asked, "Why is the dog not racing?" The betting booth operator shrugged his shoulders, looked at him and said, I don't know, sir. You'll have to ask the owner. He stumped over to his owner, put his finger in his face and said, listen, I followed the dog's career. I know the dog is undefeated. I packed up my car. I saved my money. I've driven four states over to watch your dog race. Tell me why your dog isn't racing today. The owner shrugged his shoulders, looked at the man and said, sir, I'm very sorry. I don't know why my dog won't race. You'll have to ask my dog. The man stooped down, put his hand in the dog's face and said to the dog, I followed your career. I've packed up my car. I saved my money. I drove four states over. You need to explain to me why you won't race today. The dog slowly lifted up his head and looked at the man in the eye and said, all these years around all these tracks, I've been chasing that same rabbit. I just found out today that the rabbit ain't real. And I have a sneaking suspicion that there are those of you sitting right here in this sanctuary this morning and many of you online that feel the same way as the dog. You have been faithful where you are. You have been chased after everything that you believe God showed you was for you. You missed out on some opportunities. You turned down some fun. You passed on some thrills. You cried some tears just to find out whatever you were chasing wasn't real. I bet this is how Moses feels after he meets God in Exodus chapter number three and begins that race of the faith from doing everything God tells him to do just to get the children of Israel out of Egyptian captivity and when we find Moses this morning we find him in Exodus chapter number 33 right after God has told him in Exodus 32 that he is disgusted with the same people he just delivered and Moses is confused here because Moses has been faithful at this point he just wants the people to see God's glory and now that rabbit he's been chasing just ain't seeming real and it's here then in Exodus 33 that we see a powerful encounter between the glory of God and that hero of the faith by the name of Moses. You remember Moses, y'all. A quick Bible study real quick. Um, The one whose name means drawn from water, right? Moses who's going to become a great deliverer. Moses who has ushered the people of God out of captivity um, into their route towards the promised land. We see this Moses here and we see glory at the end of chapter number 33 but this chapter does not begin with glory. It ends with glory Um, but in order to get to the glory that God shows we see an exchange between God and Moses that would be funny if it were not frightening. I need you to look here with me in verse number one and two because it begins in a, a wonderful way. Verse number one says that the Lord speaks to the people of God and say leave this place you and the people you have brought up out of Egypt and go up into the land I have promised on an oath to Abraham, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob saying I will give it to your descendants. I will send an angel before you and drive out the Canaanites, the Amorites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. Now this ought to be great news, right? I need y'all to put yourself right here in verse number two because you ought to be shouting now, right? You ought to be rejoicing and on ten because God says I'm getting ready to send you towards the promised land. He says I need you to understand that I am a promise keeping God. Uh, He says I told your fathers that I was going to do it. He says and I'm ready for you all to go in but not only says that he says when you get there you'll discover that I'm going ahead of you and I'm moving your enemies out the way. Uh, Now that's a word for half of you all this morning because not only is God getting ready to put me in the place he said, but when I get there, the fight won't be there. When I get there, the adversary will be gone. The enemy will be removed. That's a good place for a praise break. The musicians ought to get on and go to E-flat and we can give a good shout. But before we shout out verse number one and two, we got to see what verse number three says. Because verse number three is we run into a problem and the shouts get quiet because God gives us more information he says in verse number one I'm sending you into the land of promise verse number two he says I'm going to drive your enemies out the way but verse number three it starts out well too it says I'm going up to the land flowing with milk and honey but then he says I will not go with you hold on wait Lord what do you mean you're not going to go with us verse number three he says I will not go with you why because you're a stiff necked people and I might destroy you on the way listen I know y'all sitting here at home quiet off this part nobody likes this because what God says is because I cannot lie I said to Abraham Isaac and Jacob I will let y'all have it I'm giving it to you I'm moving the enemies out the way he says, there's milk and there's honey but I'm not going with you because why y'all stiff neck he says y'all don't know how to act you're stubborn I gotta tell you the same thing over and over and I might kill you on the way there So the people hear this and they get nervous. They pause because even though they are disobedient, even though they have a rebellious streak, we see here now that they have enough sense to know that they don't want to be anywhere that God is not. I don't need all y'all to agree this morning, but if I can just get 20 of y'all that will say, God, you know my heart. You know I dropped the ball. You know I failed. I've stumbled. I've messed up. But God, even in my messed up, I learned enough to know that, God, I don't want to be anywhere that you're not i don't need the promotion as bad as i need the big paycheck i don't need the corner office if you're not moving in with me as bad as i want the new home i don't need the house if you're not staying in the room. i don't need the new car if you're not staying in the passenger seat because i don't want to be anywhere that god is not somebody testify this morning god if you're not going i'm not going either He says, I'm not going. He says, y'all get on my nerves. He says, I got to go back and forth with you all all the time. He says, I'm not going with you. But Moses steps in and intercedes. Moses steps in and he reminds God in verse 12 and 13 that he has favor with him. In verse 12, he says, you have said, Moses, I know you by name and have found favor with me. Then he says something that all of you all um, ought to pay attention to in verse 13. He says, if then you are pleased with me, teach me your ways so I may know you and continue to find favor with you remember that this nation is your people let me pause real quick and tell you why this is significant because Moses asked to see his glory he asked him to see his glory but before he asked him to see his glory he asked him to show him his ways And I have to tell some mature people um, that want to hear this and want to be better. I got to tell you, you're not ready for the glory of God until you're ready to follow the ways of God. Uh, And I'm just going to speak for my generation. We are a generation um, that want the glory but don't want to do with the way. We want God to drop down and bless and perform miracles, signs, and wonders, but we don't want to do with the ways of God. God, give me the glory, but I want to do it my way. But there is no glory where there is no way. Therefore, if the way of God is holiness, then there is no glory where there is no holiness. If the way of God is order, then there is no glory where there is no water. If the way of God is unity, then there is no glory where there is no unity. There is no glory where there is no way. His glory follows his ways. And when God hears this, he said, all right, I hear you. You want my ways. He says to Moses, I hear your offer, but here's my counteroffer. Um, God says, um, my presence will go with you, Moses, and I'll give you rest. But Moses countered again, um, and he says, now, God, here's the problem. In verse 15, he says, if your presence does not go with us, then don't let us go at all. Look at what Moses says um, to God in verse number 16. This is where he gets God on his side. This is where he asks the right question. He says, Lord, how will anyone know that you are pleased with us if you don't go with us? what else will distinguish me and your people from everybody else on the earth if you don't go with us you got to hear this um, because the question moses asks is if we don't have your glory with us what will make us different from everybody else he says because how will we be distinguishable from everybody else if we don't have glory i thought about this brother burks and i said first of all it's significant That Moses had enough discernment to recognize that the people of God are not supposed to be like everybody else. I hear in my spirit that some of you all have been sad because you go to work every day um, and you don't do what everybody else at work does. I feel left out. You go to school every day and you don't do what everybody else at school does. I feel left out. I go to the family reunion. I don't move and operate. They think I'm crazy. They think I'm strange. Why are you always going to church? I feel left out. But can I talk to 10 people online this morning and tell you that when the hand of God is on your life, you're not left out. You're called out. He said, how will everybody know that we belong to you if we don't have your glory with us? What separates us? we were designed to carry the manifested glory of god i know you can't touch nobody this morning but look somebody dead in their eyes through the mask if you got to and say i gotta carry glory and this is why god has us here right now God told me um last night I was up he says I want to raise up a generation this is what he told me he says I want to raise up a generation right here in 2021 in the last month of the year right before you step over into 2022 he says God said I'm ready to raise up a generation that will know me through far more than just fairy tales he said I want to raise up a generation that will know me far more than just through what mama said God did yesterday I, I want them to know me uh, more than just what Papa and Pastor told me God can do. But, but I want to know how is it that you told me he's the same God yesterday, today, and forever, but now this God has seemingly lost his power. I want to tell somebody tuned in um, that God wants to raise up a generation that will see him as a miracle worker. God said to tell you that the problem is that we have heard what he can do, but some of us have not seen him do it for ourselves. We have a generation now that has heard the great stories about a Reverend Monday and a Pastor Emeritus and all those great heroes of the faith. Um, But we are leaning on a testimony that we are two, three, four generations removed from. And I want to tell somebody that God wants to give us new testimonies for a new day. And is there anybody tuning in this one that can say, God, I want a new testimony. I I heard about what you did then, but I want you to do it right now. I heard you can heal cancer, but I want you to do it right now. They told me you get folks out of wheelchairs. I want to know, can you do it right now? If you believe God, then touch yourself and say he can do it right now. 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 Now that's a word. I'm talking to somebody. I'm not stuttering. I'm not repeating myself. I'm saying it until it breaks down the walls in your spirit for what God told you you could have. He can do it right now. I can heal now. I can save now. I can deliver now. Would you praise God now for what he's doing right now? Praise God now for what he's doing right now. Understand, understand that this is why God wants to raise up um, people that have seen God do it for themselves. I'm so glad that in my young life, um, I've seen miracles already. I remember back in 2012, my Uncle Mark um, got very ill in Maryland. My grandparents go up to see my uncle. Um, while they're there, my grandfather gets sick. My beloved uncle passes away um, while we're there. Some of you all might remember this time. My grandfather is hospitalized still. Um, We come back to Dayton for my uncle's funeral and I remember my grandmother sitting at the old building over on 3rd street talking to her friend telling her the story of how the day my uncle passed um, and the rest of the family left um, that she was still left in Maryland with my grandfather still in ICU. Um, And she begins to tell her friend that uh, that he already wasn't doing good but while she was sitting next to him the doctors come in and begin to tell her that he's bleeding internally in small spots. Um, she asked the doctor what does that mean the doctor spoke very transparently to her and said the truth of the matter is he'll probably bleed out to death by the morning my grandmother takes time to herself um, she calls to tell us we're all grieving on the road back to Dayton she has just lost her son and now the doctors have told her that she's going to have to bury her husband she takes time to herself and sits in the waiting room and while she's sitting there um, a man comes in the waiting room and says that he's looking for a Mrs. Winston I don't really remember what my grandma said. If y'all know her, she probably said something smart. Well, you're looking at her. Oh, and he goes on to tell her um, that he's a pastor in the Baltimore area. And one of his member sister goes to Mount Calvary here in Dayton. And she asks if he would come pray for my grandfather. My grandma goes on to tell him what the doctor is saying. And at that very moment, they go into prayer. They pray until tongues begin to form in their mouth. And would you believe here, would you believe that the time, that the whole time that my grandmother is telling this story to her friend that my grandfather is sitting right next to her. Why? Because we serve a miracle-working God. Somebody shout, God still works miracles. I'm in verse number 17. I'm gonna get to the point that I'm trying to get to. I'm in verse number 17 now. Um, so when God has listened to Moses he says to him that I'll do the very thing that you've asked because I'm pleased with you and I know you by name but look at verse number 18 Um, it shows us about Moses after hearing what God would do what he asked he does not ask for houses land clothes or money but Moses asked for what God wants us to ask for he said God show me your glory now I got a problem because I would have thought that by now Moses would have seen God's glory. He's seen bushes on fire but not consumed. I, I thought he's seen his glory. He's seen an army walk across on dry land. I, I thought he's seen his glory. He's seen a staff turn into a snake. He's he seen water turn into blood. I, I thought he's seen his glory. But Moses shows us that, that there's more to glory than just innovation. Like, like transformation of water into blood. Moses shows us that there's more to glory than just demonstration, like the parting of a whole sea. But he shows us that there's a level beyond that and that's manifestation. Tell yourself one more time, shout it till you believe it, I gotta see glory. Is there anybody online or here this morning that can say, I gotta see it, I got to see it, I I gotta see it, I I gotta see it. And this is where we are um, because Moses shows us no matter how much you've seen, God's got more to show you. And I came all the way here this morning. I woke up late, but I still made sure that I made it um, to tell somebody that you've seen great stuff. You got nice cars, you got nice houses, but God has more to show you. This is the message that I was really just trying to get to. God, now here's Moses asking for glory. Here's the problem. He says to God, show me your glory. But look at what God tells him. He says, my glory is too much for you. But look... He said, what I'll do is I'll put you in the crack in a rock and I'm going to cover you with my hand. I'm going to put you in a tight spot. <laughs> I'm going to turn my back on you and I'm going to walk past you. And after I walk past, I'll let you see my goodness. You got to see this now. I don't think y'all hurt me. Moses says, show me your glory. And God says, you can't handle it. I'm going to put you in a tight spot. And I wish I had a witness that would understand that this is the whole message that I was trying to get to. God says, what I'm going to do is put you in a tight spot. And is there anybody that will praise Him right now? Hear me? Anybody that will praise Him, because you understood through all the things that you've been through, that His glory is revealed in a tight spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Money's tight, glory's coming. Yeah, 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 Family's tight, glory's coming. Your health's tight, glory's coming. If you believe it, give God glory. I need somebody to testify this morning. I'm in a tight spot now, but there's glory coming after this. Yeah, yeah, I'm in a tight spot now, but there's glory coming after this. Yeah, 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 there's glory coming after this. You wouldn't know that God was a healer unless you were sick. You wouldn't know he was a deliverer unless you need saved. You wouldn't know he was a provider unless you was lacking. And I got to tell you this morning that his glory is revealed in a tight spot. You've been crying too long you in your tight spot now because God wants to reveal his glory God show me your glory God tells them I'm gonna let y'all go home um, because I'm, I'm not going with you y'all don't listen y'all hard-headed I'm not going with you they they had enough sense to say um if you're not going we not going either who am I talking to I'm um, in the middle of a decision let me remind you if he's not there you don't need to be there either Then, um, they said, if you don't go with us, then what, how would they know we belong to you? The only thing that makes us spe- special is your presence goes with us. Then they said, show me your way. He said, you c- can't see his glory till we fully understand his ways. Then Moses says, show me your glory. God says, you can't handle all of it. He takes Moses and he takes him and jams him in the cleft in a rock. I'm going to tuck you in, then I'm going to cover you with my hand. I'm going to pass by you, and once I pass by you, I'm going to let you come out of a tight spot. And some of you all are in a tight spot right now. Here, watch this. But the good news is, his hand is still on you. I'm going to pass by you, and once I get past, then I'll remove my hand, and I'll let you see my backside. Now, most of us would have been offended by that, right? But that means that if we're behind God, that means he's in front of us. Listen, y'all want Greek and Hebrew. I ain't been to seminary yet. But if, if I'm behind His glory, that means His glory is going in front of me. Can I prophesy for a second and tell you that whenever you, wherever you go as a child of God, um, wherever you go, the glory of God is going ahead of you. When you go to work tomorrow, the glory is going ahead of you. When you run into opposition that try to stop you, when you walk into that doctor's office, can I tell you that the glory is going ahead of you? I just had to preach what I had. And the truth of the matter is this. The truth of the matter is this. God's glory is going to be revealed in your life. And can I, can I let you in on a secret? It's not only revealed during good times. God don't show his glory just when you pleased. But when you get those reports that your kids ain't acting like you raised them. Can I tell you that God's glory is revealed? When you get those reports that your body ain't acting like you treated it, God's glory is going to be revealed. When you get those reports that you got more bills than you got money, God is going to reveal His glory. Is there anybody here this morning that can praise God in your tight spot? (laughs) Praise God in your tight spot. My prayer and my prophecy is that before you reach 2022, before you step into a new year, that God reveals his glory unto you. That you will understand that everything you've been through is not for your destruction, but it was for your development. God had to shape, make, and mold you into who he has called you to be. And a life of pleasures, you wouldn't have reached it. There's some stuff you've learned through some things that you've been through. And for that, we give God praise. I don't want to take this moment lightly. There are those of you all are in this sanctuary and those of you all online um, wondering what is this hand that we have on us and who this God is that we speak of. And we don't want to sit here and praise God in our tight spot and let you allow to, or let you remain in yours and allow you to be t- tight without a hand on you. And so we want to extend this hand to you and let you know this God that we speak of. If you don't know this God, I want to let you know that you can come to know him today. You can come to knowledge of this God who we speak of. And you don't have to leave here in your tight spot without God having his hand on you. If there are those of you all online who want to come to knowledge of this Christ we speak of, shoot us a message, comment below and say, I want to meet him. If there are those of you all in the sanctuary, we ask that you come forth. Look at somebody next to you and say, do you know him? I have a problem because the people that know him should be a little excited about knowing him. So ask him one more time. Say, do you know him? Yeah. He ain't the same thing to all of us, but he's something to all of us for sure. Second call is this We're not a perfect church, we're not, but we are totally imperfect without you. And if you want to be a part of this Mount Calvary family, if you're online or in the sanctuary, we want you to be a part because the truth of the matter is that we need you just as badly as you need us. No puzzle is complete without every piece. And if you're the missing piece that we need, we want you to be a part of this family. If there's nobody in the sanctuary, I know there are many of you all online joining right now, and we don't take that lightly. And if there's nobody in the sanctuary, let the church say amen. Amen. Deacons, I'll come down and join you all. It is now time for Holy Communion. We ask um, that you all have your elements. If you do not, just raise your hand and we'll make sure that you get some. Is there anybody had to, who has not received elements? Here at Mount Calvary, we practice whole open communion. That means that you do not have to be a member of this church to partake. We have one requirement, and that is that you are a member of the faith, a believer. And so, if you are a believer, you are welcome to commune here with us. Let us pray. God, we thank you for your sacrifice. God, we don't take part in this as ritual or because we have to or out of obligation. God, we take part in this with joyful hearts in remembrance of what you did for us. A perfect sacrifice for imperfect people. So God, we don't commune to see if we have sin. God, we commune to repent for what we have done and so that you can better us on the inside for what you're going to do. So God, we thank you for this sacrifice. Bless the elements. Bless us as we partake in them. And God, get the glory out of this. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Is that everybody? All right. On the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread. He said, this is my body, sacrifice for you. Now take and eat all of it. Likewise, after supper, he took the cup. He said, this is my blood shed for the remission of sin. Now take and drink all of it. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. I'm going to hand it over to Minister Guy. We ask that you do stay seated as we conclude service, as we follow COVID protocol, and you will follow the direction of the ushers after the benediction is given.
1: ways that you can give in-house and virtually, which is Giblify, G-I-V-E-L-I-F-Y, and by Cash App, M-T-C-A-L-M-B-C, and by Text to Give, we can still give that way as well. And that's 937, correct me, 543-5169, I think I got it right. If not, you can correct me. Those are several ways you can give. After we have dismissed, our deacons will be in the back of the church and those who are in-house if you have envelopes, you can place your envelopes in the uh, baskets that they have. At this time, you could stand for our benediction. Our virtual givers will be giving online. Once the benediction has been completed, Please remain in your seating areas and follow the directions of your of our ushers. Okay? Thank you so very much for your cooperation. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. In the name of Jesus the Christ we pray. Amen.